Hey everyone, love the Wonder Women? Can't get enough of us? Want 24-7 content all day long? Well, we can't promise you that. But you can still follow the Wonder Women on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook using our handle at WonderWomenCast for more fun tidbits, insights to our weird wonders, and information to satisfy your curious minds. And hey, if you like the show, do us a favor. Step one, download our episodes. Step two, listen and review. Step three, share with your friends, family, coworkers, neighbors, strangers, enemies, everyone. Just not any chance. But seriously, we crave your validation. We sure do. Plus, it's the best way to stay on top of fresh new Wonder Woman content. So follow, share, and talk to us at Wonder Woman Cast. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks, and keep wondering. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Clone Children Anonymous. We have a new member here today. Please, introduce yourself. Um, hi, I'm Joan. Hi, Joan. Welcome, special Joan. Tell us what you've been feeling. All my older siblings make fun of me. They call me Clone Joan, Clone Joan, Clone Joan. And then I start to wonder, am I just a clone? Who am I? I mean, there aren't even any pictures of me. The school yearbook just reused pictures of my older sister from two years ago. Sometimes I stamp my own fingerprints just to remember that I'm actually a different person. Hmm. Thank you, Joan. I think all of us here can relate to that. We named ourselves Clone Children Anonymous to reclaim the word clone from our bullies and be proud of who we are. Everyone, let's send Joan some love. Now let's come together for our group affirmation. Come on, all hold hands. I am not just a clone. I am more than my genes. I am unique. I am loved. Well done, everyone. Now bring it in for a clone hug. Clone hug. Dramatic musical intro. is a weird place but what if it was even weirder join us the wonder women as we explore the serious answers to your wackiest questions questions like what if the ocean wasn't salty what if clouds were ice cubes and what if farts were a harvestable energy source each week we'll wonder what if and in the process we'll find out what really is Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Wonder Women. I'm the Clone Ranger. And I'm Fertilizer Manelli. And today our wonder is, what if people gave birth to clones? <laughs> okay. First, what does this mean? <laughs> what do we mean by this? Yeah. Tell us, this is your question, your wonder. Let me set the scene. Please do. I was in the bathroom. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just taking a piss. <laughs> and it just struck me. What if people, what if two partners, man and a woman, or an egg and a sperm, mm-hmm. could only make, ever make one genetic combination of a child? Right. So you have one sexual partner, mm-hmm. you have multiple kids, they're all genetically the, the same. same. Genetically you, identical. You want a different child, you have to get together with a different partner. That's what we're talking about Okay. Today. So are we clear? Yes. <laughs> 
Super clear. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully everyone else gets that. Super it's clear. Very clear to me. Crystal clear. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, it's kind of weird. It's weird that it occurred to you while you were in the bathroom. But, mm-hmm. you know, I do my best thinking in the bathroom. So <laughs> and that's who am what I, I to did. <laughs> This truly is your best thinking. Yeah. The Clone Ranger. Doesn't get better. <laughs> on the can. <laughs> Episode one of The Clone Ranger. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this really made me question what is a clone and what counts... As a clone, what's the difference between a twin and a clone? Oh, good question. Yeah. Because obviously if this were to happen at the same time, in the same birth, these would just be identical twins and mm-hmm. people would be like, oh, that's crazy, but it wouldn't be that out of the ordinary. Yeah. Twins are on the rise. They are? Uh, yeah. Probably something to do with all the toxins in our environment. No, since like the 80s oh, and in vitro fertilization. You know also, women are having children at an older age and I read that women who are older also are more likely to have twins yeah because their eggs are on the fritz so at the rate I'm going I'm definitely having like quadruplets so yay (laughs) yay (laughs) so what I learned and correct me if I'm wrong though that's very rare uh, a twin (laughs) is a clone so clones are anything that are genetically identical oh a twin is a clone yeah so a twin is a naturally occurring clone okay we just don't usually think of it that way because we usually think of clones as something that's like artificially done in a lab and yeah. that's kind of like the more common practice of how we use the word clone so it's asexual is how we usually think of clones and that can mm. either be kind of lab like dolly the sheep clones or there's certain animal species out there that clone themselves asexually but twins are a naturally occurring clone. So if you like picture like a Venn diagram sort of thing, the twins bubble would be inside the clones bubble. Okay. Yes. So I feel like what we're talking about is very similar to how people think of twins, like genetically identical children just happening at different births and different times. Got it. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Anything on your end about twins? Clones. Um, favorite twins in history, Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. Are there other twins? <laughs> the Parent Trap, not actually twins. Not actually twins. Yeah, that blew my mind. How they managed to make it look so seamless. That's mm-hmm. like cutting edge CGI stuff right there in the Parent Trap. Yeah, that's really pretty incredible. wild. Because mm-hmm. the old Parent Trap, they actually were twins. Oh, I didn't Weren't know they? that. I don't know. I just. I made don't that think up. I've ever seen the old. It's parent not trap. as good. Ah, uh, Lindsay Lohan, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk about our clone babies. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Well, first thing that came to my mind is that whole like nature versus nurture debate. Um, And I guess my question was, how similar would these children actually be Hmm. in terms of would they be the same exact person? You know, would their personalities be the same? Would it just be like, why bother having multiple children when you've already got one and you know exactly how it's going to turn out? And I learned kind of a lot about this. Okay, let's hear it. I'm going to tell you about it because it's kind of (laughs) cool. So I learned about two things. One is the genome and one is the epigenome. Okay. Okay, so the genome is the base DNA, and that's what's identical across twins or clones. So that would be the same regardless. Mm -hmm. However, there's something called the epigenome, which kind of acts as like a, a trigger that switches certain genes to off or on, Yeah, basically. And so, so it's like how the environment of your right. genes interacts with them. Exactly. And so the epigenomes are, like you just said, affected by the environment. So things like diet, exercise, stress levels, the toxins they'd be exposed to, 
stress. Did I say stress already? So all of that affects your epigenomes, which affects how your genes switch on and off. So there are certain things that, like your eye color and your hair color, that would be the same regardless. But even things like your height and weight and other physical appearances, plus your you know personality, your environment would have to be exactly identical to mm. be truly identical. So That's interesting. Yeah. So each child would still be a special little snowflake. Oh, it's okay, twins. Yeah. You're still your own self. Yeah, and that kind of makes sense. I remember having uh, identical twins in my class when I was a kid, and you could still tell them apart even though they were identical. So... Yeah. I always wondered about that, how you could like still see differences in them. And they definitely had different personalities. They yeah. could still trick their teacher and like oh, really? trade places in classes. Yeah. Did they do that? But like the more you got to know them, the more you knew that they were different. Yeah, they did do that sometimes. Well, one thing I learned interestingly about kind of personality, <coughs> which Sorry, start the sentence again <laughs> after I finish coffee. It's the black lung pop. <laughs> <laughs> You done? Yeah, I think okay. so. One thing I learned that was interesting about personality, which is a somewhat controversial sort of set of studies because it kind of harkens back to eugenics and that whole horrible thing. Ooh. But, or kind of people are born inherently better or not. But Harkin they've done kind of studies. <laughs> what? You said harken. Hark. Hark. <laughs> <laughs> um, they've done some studies kind of over time of twins that were separated in birth, at birth. And what they found is that it's not uncommon that twins will have similar IQ levels, will have similar personality traits manifest, will kind of explore different, like similar careers in their lives, mm. even though they're in completely different environments that they're raised. And so there are some some scientific evidence to show that there are personality traits that are very much in kind of acute and other sort of things that you don't normally associate with genetics because it sounds icky to say, I'm born smarter than you. But yeah. there are certain things that people who are genetically identical will have certain character traits and personality traits that Ooh. are kind of similar that's cool. Yeah. Uh, did you hear about that documentary about triplets who it was like an awful real life social experiment where they were separated at birth oh. and they grew up separately? Um, it was called Three Identical Strangers. Mm. And I think they were actually quadruplets, but one died at birth. The other three were all given to different families for adoption. They were intentionally placed with families of different socioeconomic statuses. What? Intentionally? <clears throat> yeah. So when like was a this? Blue, I think it was only in the... Um, I think they were born in... Uh, I think they went to college in the 80s. Oh my gosh. Was it in the U.S.? Yeah, in the U.S. Oh, wow, cool. Ethics, guys. So Great. there was like a blue-collar family, a middle-class family, and a high-income family. Wow. And then they were all raised by their adopted families, and they had like researchers kind of showing up in their lives periodically to measure where they were and compare them to each other. And then it was just kind of by coincidence that they ended up discovering each other when they were in their college years. What? Uh, so this documentary is about... Coincidence. Yeah. Weird, right? So what? yeah, what similar things brought them together so that they like found each other in college and then... Mm. Oh, I didn't watch it, so I can't tell you more <laughs> than that, but it sounded very read intriguing. <laughs> That's how I get most of my news. I didn't read it, but I read the headline. Yep. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So... Babies that are clones, that are twins. <laughs> Clone baby. <laughs> so I guess, you know, kind of an overarching question. If 
you gave birth to genetically identical people just at different times, would they be the same people? Of course not. Because what we've seen from kind of from how we've observed twins over the years, they're fully different, unique people. You would still have two very different children that mm-hmm. just happen to be 100% genetically alike. One thing I did learn is that their fingerprints would be different. Oh. Because your fingerprints are not purely genetic. They're also formed by the way the little fetus fingers touch what? against the amniotic sac. What? Yeah. And that like influences <laughs> the pattern of your fingerprints. Whoa. Yeah. So they'd still be, their fingerprints would be very So a twin can't commit a crime and blame it on their Correct. twin. Correct. Yes. Wow. Why would you do that? I but, didn't know that. Yeah. Isn't that wild? And also creepy. You think about yeah. like fingerprints, like, help me. Touching That's me weird. Well, something else interesting I saw was that <coughs> clones are even less similar to each other than identical twins. What? Because we know that genes are affected by their environment, like you said, But twins at least share a uterus together. Right. So they're getting exposed to all the same levels of nutrients and hormones happening. Whereas a clone, if it's implanted into a different uterus at a different time, then it's got a whole different environment influencing it. So it can be even more dissimilar to its counterparts than twins are to each other. Wow. So that's kind of weird. And it reminds me of a story about a Doctor Who episode <laughs> that yes. I'm going to recall to you. Clone Ranger Doctor Who recounts. <laughs> My favorite. Okay. So this was actually a two-part episode oh because God. it was so good. Yes. It's called The Rebel Flesh. <laughs> uh, this is back when Matt Smith was still the Doctor, which okay. was personally my favorite time of Doctor Who. So the doctor and our friends are traveling in the TARDIS when they hit a solar storm. (laughs) Oh, no. They spin out of control, and they're sent to an island in the 22nd century on Earth. The island is now a monastery. Oh, sorry. It's now a factory that pumps acid. It used to be a monastery. Got that backwards. (laughs) The acid is... acid? Yeah. To where? From where? Okay, details. (laughs) Doesn't matter. Details. They don't matter. (laughs) So the factory workers, because the acid is dangerous, they have doppelgangers made out of this programmable... 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 (laughs) (laughs) Programmable. Programmable... (laughs) <laughs> programmable yes. programmable matter programmable. it's called the flesh <laughs> the flesh the yeah. flesh and so they make the flesh have to do dangerous work for them but the solar storm that sent the TARDIS there has also done something with the system to make the doppelgangers their own independent creatures um, but they have all the same memories and Ooh, emotions no. as the That's real creepy. people and so it becomes this whole thing about like the real people trying to kill the doppelgangers, yeah. but the doppelgangers are like, I am real, and they're fighting yeah. for their rights, and they don't want to go jump into an acid bath, and when they have to, they're thinking about their kids, that oh. they feel like they oh. like gave birth to them and raised these families. That's creepy. Oh, it really made you think about life. Ah, that's what sci-fi is for. Yeah. That's creepy and weird. Mm-hmm. Well, that reminds me, is learning about cloning and cloning technology. We haven't successfully cloned people. There's scientists in China that have cloned monkeys successfully, which freaked a lot of people out, Ooh. but we're definitely not at the stage of cloning people. Did the so monkeys far. turn out okay? I don't know. I don't know if they... I think they're... What they found a lot with kind of clones, like mammal clones, that there are health problems and that they die early, but I don't know what the status of the monkeys is. Hmm. But they used them to do research to kind of test different... Like, ooh, one thing I learned is that two identical twins, it's... 
just because like one twin will have something, for example, like schizophrenia, that doesn't mean the other twin will. And so like even twins will have different sort of diseases and different um, kind of health issues, which I thought was really interesting because their genetic makeup is identical. Um, And cloning dogs. People clone dogs. What? Yeah. Ooh. They pay a lot of money. Oh. Like $100,000 to clone their dog. Well, apparently the most requests for like human cloning whenever there's like something like, oh, we could clone humans is for celebrities who just like (laughs) think they're too perfect to die. (laughs) Like need to live on this world even longer. Oh, I'd love to have a list of all those people. Well, it's really freaky to think about because like even if you cloned yourself, you know. It's not you. Yeah. Yeah. You're still going to die. I just got you hear me. You're really gonna die one day. <laughs> I just got really existentially stressed out. <laughs> You're gonna die, Ooh. even if you have a clone. Oh, okay. That reminds me of another story. It's of the Dion quintuplets, who were the first pair of quintuplet. Not pair. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try again. <laughs> there were two of the five of them. <laughs> okay. Oh, that reminds me of another story <laughs> of the Dion quintuplets. They were the first set of surviving quintuplets to be born, mm-hmm. identical quintuplets. They were born in 1934 wow. in Ontario. So this is. Great Depression times. Oh my God. Things are dark. They're Things are difficult. Parents. Yeah, they're poor Did, parents. I would have eaten one of but them. But really, the, oh my God. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have done that. Just one? <laughs> <laughs> I would have eaten four of them. <laughs> Ooh. That's why I love the strongest. Uh, they actually had a really sad childhood. Well, yeah. They survived, and basically the government wanted to make them a tourist attraction. Oh. Um, so their father, who had the power, signed away, basically signed away the rights to the children. He signed Ugh. this contract. Gross. And they had this strange sort of like, it was almost like a bubble that they got to live in, like a looking glass into their playground and things like that. So they just kind of lived in this weird zoo. Yeah, where people and thousands of people came. And they say that sometimes it kept the province from going bankrupt, the amount of money that these kids brought in. That's crazy. But they had like a pretty sad childhood. And then they all grew up. Um, they all look like slightly different. Mm-hmm. I feel like when they're born, they look really similar. Yeah. But as you see different pictures of them, they yeah. you can really tell them apart. So that's, the that's that environment. Heck yeah, getting in there. What? And then I, I'm not sure if any are still alive, but some definitely died. So they reached different ages. They did different things. Mm. Kind of a sad story, but yeah. that's wild. Relates to what we're talking did you, about. I wonder if they had any like health problems because. How I don't understand how an egg cell could split five different times and still have everything there. I don't know. Science, man. I don't get mm. it. Yeah. Well, that's pretty weird. Ooh. Uh, I can't tell you why. Okay. Well, mm. that's fine. I probably wouldn't understand <laughs> it anyway. Chromosomes um, kept dividing. One big question I had was whether or not you could have children of different genders if you only had one genetic kind of combination available to you because... Oh, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, well, because identical twins, that means their genomes are 100% identical, which means they would have to be the same gender. However, there are cases out there of what are called sesquizygiotic... I'm not even... Okay, semi-identical. I'm not even (laughs) trying the science word. Semi-identical twins, which is one egg that is fertilized by two separate sperm cells. Oh, yeah. You saw this? So it's crazy rare, but most recently there was a case in Australia. Where we're Australia. There, Australia. <laughs> Down under. Where there were a male and female twins that... Male and female twins. 
I don't know if the babies were 100%. They couldn't be 100% genetically identical, but they had yeah. 100% of the mom's genes. Both of them had 100% of mom's genes, but only 78% of their father's. What? Yeah, so... Because they were two different sperm cells, and I don't know, chromosomes in science, that meant they were able to share the same egg from the mother, but two different sperm cells meant that they were technically twins, semi-identical twins. So oh. I, I wonder if, you know, we're in this world where, because obviously the eggs would have to be fertilized by different sperm cells to be born, you know, years apart or whatever. So maybe it would be possible to have semi-identical twins, although in our... I guess in our hypothesis, it's no, they're 100% genetically identical. Yeah. But they'd probably be weird yeah. anomalies where the DNA does strange things, yeah. just like it does in our world. So there might be exceptions, but... So, like, the baby reveal would be, like, the baby reveal for all your future oh, yeah. children. <laughs> You're having boys for the rest of your life. Oh, weird. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and you could save all of the clothes and things because yeah. you just know that you could use them again. Well, unless they had different nutrition and, like, different stuff because they might actually end up being different sizes. Because their environment affects kind of their weight and height and stuff. So Weird. Yeah. It's really interesting. So I don't know. I mean, it, I guess it would be just like having twins a few years apart or however long apart. They would still be developed differently, have different personalities. They might not be as close to each other because, you know, twins are psychically connected. Yeah. Quote, which is a myth. But Ooh, did you know that with fraternal twins, they can be fertilized at different times. Ooh. And you can actually give birth to them at different times. What? Yeah, it's been recorded like up to Eight. three months apart. Weird, right? That I don't even weird. understand. Uh, so you can Ugh. get pregnant while pregnant. Yeah, oh. you can get pregnant while pregnant. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. Well, do you have anything else kind of that explores the question of what kind of nature versus nurture, the identity, kind of who these people would be like? Because I have some kind of questions that are slightly different than this. Mm. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, no. I have I mean I have things about what they would what it more like what it would be like. Okay. More socially. Let's things. come back to that cuz okay. I do I think it's worth exploring and talking about a little bit more from like a population perspective. Mm. So when the you think about perspective. Yeah, when you think about kind of twins and population and well obviously genetic diversity is a big thing. Like y'all if we couldn't have as many different genetically, genetically different people, obviously that would reduce our genetic, genetic diversity as a population. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, I don't know, I'm not a scientist, but I feel like there'd be some like things there. Like, isn't genetic diversity important to, you know, natural selection, disease resilience? Yeah, like it is. I mean, that's why like, sexual reproduction evolved. Part of it was because it allowed chromosomes to mix and match and new things to form so it could change we could change with a changing environment versus asexual reproduction where things just keep sort of budding off and popping off the same thing right yeah so there are a lot of advantages i feel like we'd fall somewhere in the middle though because you'd still be making a new combination but it'd just be one per couple so i wonder if there'd be mm. an, uh, more incentive for people to have lots of partners yeah yeah, I think so too. Unless you find one who finally makes like an elite child who's like <laughs> the super oh. warrior or something. And then they're like, make dozens of yeah. these. They're quickly. Like, there might be like government mandated like sexual reproduction. Like yeah. there might be whole government research programs like designed to find the optimal pair yeah. of like genetic to match. Make the army and family like, and like, the 
too bad whether or not you like each other, but you guys are going to have all kids together. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. That's creepy. I was thinking about people who have last names like the Bakers or something. <laughs> and they're like, we've decided that you would be the best baking family. Oh. And then they match you up and then you yeah. are the Bakers. Or maybe instead of like city states, it would be like based on like family. Mm. Yeah. Just be like massive clone armies of the same families. Like yeah. The same dynasty. Because maybe there could have been like a, if back in the day when people got into clashes with different tribes, it was this fight to have like as many kids as you could to try to have your dominant tribe. Right. But then if disease struck, you're all dead. Right. So because you have lower resilience, pros and cons, all the same kind of genetic makeup. You're taking a gamble. Right. Rolling the dice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Nature dice. <laughs> <laughs> so you kind of struck on something there that was another question I had kind of as as this relates to population is would this limit our population size? Because like if you're going to have the same child that looks the same, like, over and are you, over yeah, right. Like, are you going to, and yeah, we just talked about, they'd still be very different, unique individuals right down to their fingerprints. Would you have as many children? And so, you know, I guess I kind of noodled around this idea a little bit. And I guess where I landed you is... noodled. And noodled. Use your noodle. <laughs> you just wiggled around. Like, <laughs> you limp noodle. Stuck against things. Yeah. Um, Inefficient, but... <laughs> well, that's how I do my she best got thing. There. <laughs> In the end. Um, I lost my train of thought. I lost my noodle. Good. I lost my brain noodle. No, no, no. So I guess, you know, the reason people had a lot of kids was in part because they didn't necessarily have access to birth control. They didn't know about birth control, but also like having a lot of kids was really important. So you could like have your farmstead or like, yeah, security. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't necessarily think that this would reduce population size in terms of how many children people had, but I do think kind of the element of people would be more prone to getting the same diseases and being less resistant as a kind of a population. I think that would have had impacts on our population growth throughout the years. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. Is there anything else kind of around population size that made you wonder? I had some other things, but I don't remember what they were. So mm, I'm just cool. leave we'll it just up. cut that part out. Cool. And then hmm. <laughs> it was pure gold. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> um, nope. I really think the rest of mine are just weird social questions. Yeah, well... I guess, yeah, we could go on, but I don't want to because it's boring. So let's take a break. Okay. Are you disappointed in your firstborn? Are they stupid, lazy, or just plain ugly? Do you feel resigned to the future of your family? Are you contemplating divorce because you can't stand the thought of yet another dull, disappointing offspring? With Nugenica, a prenatal supplement, we guarantee greater control of your child's epigenome. Based on the ancient wisdom of herbs and minerals passed down through generations, paired with cutting-edge technology to influence specific traits, this unique supplement will trigger completely different responses in your child's genome, ensuring a better baby. Whether you want the next Deepak Chopra or Ruth Bader Ginsburg, help your future child achieve their full genetic potential. Call 188 try again That's 
Nugenica, a child you can be proud of. Okay. Well, so all that's all the boring sciencey part, as much as we can tell. <laughs> the fascinating the sciencey science. part. Yes. The real science. <laughs> as far as we can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I lost my hat. We're wearing sun hats today. Inside. <laughs> so let's get into the big exciting what if, because I think this is really exciting to think about all the different social There's implications. so many weird things. Yeah. Well, okay. One, thinking about multiple partners and the advantage mm-hmm. that, what would that mean about the idea of promiscuity? Yes. And if that's preferable to have yes. lots of partners, lots of kids. Down with the patriarchy. Y'all. Yeah. So coming back to this idea of like genetic diversity and like resilience, it would actually be advantageous for our population to not be monogamous. Yeah. Sleep around. Yeah. Sleep, sleep, sleep around. So this made me think of there's a lot of kind of indigenous peoples in the Amazon where this is still culturally practiced, where they believe that multiple fathers, multiple men, sperm or can contribute to a child. And so they have Ooh. this mentality of like communal mutual fatherhood. Uh, multiple paternity or communal fatherhood. And so they very much live in this way where like a woman has kind of a primary partner, her husband, but who's kind of their primary caregiver, but she is encouraged to have multiple sexual partners that each man in the community treats every child like his child because they don't kind of ascribe like one person paternity. And so I think there are instances in human cultures where it's not just one kind of tribe in the Amazon. It's fairly there's a, a set in the area where there's many indigenous people who do this. So, you know, it's not entirely unprecedented in our culture to have societies where there's kind of, yeah, communal fatherhood where it's not looked frowned upon but encouraged for women to have multiple sexual partners. Conversely, yeah. if it still was frowned upon, uh, it'd be really easy to figure out if you had been knocked up by somebody else you wouldn't need a paternity <laughs> test or if you think that's your kid but then later you guys actually have a kid and you're like oh, oh yeah why does this one look so different right you would be very easy to tell maury would be out of the business yeah yeah mm-hmm. all of that Man, <laughs> we'd be missing such an important part of our culture oh yeah what would happen to our culture oh, no <laughs> maybe this also made me kind of wonder what would the family unit look like because we're so attached to this idea of like mother, father, and now, you know, moving beyond that, like two parents and like children. But if you, if it were advantageous and part of your society and your culture to have multiple children with multiple sexual partners, how would you define family? How would we legally define family? How would we define legal guardians? How would we define like a socioeconomic unit? What would it mean for our taxes? I don't know. Just like, yeah. Those are big questions. Like, what would it mean for our dependence? I just like, how would we structure our society and like all the bureaucracy around our society if our family unit were different because we had, you know, it made sense to have different so children. So interwoven. Different yeah. But then also, what if you just really loved one person and you yeah. just wanted to have, you just like dreamed of a family with them and that's all you ever wanted, but then you had a kid and the kid sucked. Oh no. <laughs> or was like horrendously ugly. Yeah. Or had like really bad genetic like deficiencies where it was really AKA bad ugly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just the kidding. worst genetic deficiency. <laughs> 
<laughs> but then there's no changing it. It's like, okay, well, I, I've always right. dreamt of a family and I love this person. So I'm just going to keep having terrible kids. Yeah. Or do you hope that like the environment can <laughs> influence yeah. things enough that they might come out differently? Well, that's really interesting because maybe then you deliberately you're much more proactive about how you shape your environment. Like say your first kid is like like a jock or like super sporty or whatever. And you're like, no, I want a child to like be a doctor. Like what would you, how would you try and construct so like the give environment? Him medical toys. Yeah. And, hmm. It'd be a lot more kind of interesting how you shape your child after birth rather than like, oh, you know, it'll be just like a different baby. Yeah, after birth. <laughs> <laughs> um Ew. <laughs> well, this, you know, I guess kind of touches on this is like polyamory would be far more mainstream. Like it wouldn't be, I feel like polyamory is still very much at a place in our culture where people are very dismissive about it and say mm-hmm. like, no, you just like want to have a bunch of sex and like blah, blah, blah. But, you know, that certainly, I think there would be a bigger door open to that kind of. The big door. The big door. <laughs> <laughs> Try the big door. <laughs> Well, also, okay, we've been talking about the parents' perspective a lot. Mm. Let's think about the kids. Yeah. Okay, so two scenarios. One, you are the oldest in a line of clone siblings, as we'll call them. And so you see, like, these versions of yourself growing up, and maybe they have better childhoods than you, or they turn out differently because the parents are more experienced or whatever. And. I don't know. I think that would be weird. Or maybe you see your childhood in them and you have a hard time growing up. Yeah. Maybe I'm just reflecting on myself too much. Oh, God. <laughs> That's one way it could go. Or conversely, imagine you're the youngest of a long line of clone siblings. Mm, the pressure you and, feel. Yeah. And you see them ahead of you and you already know like where they're going to and you're going to know pretty much what you look like. Mm. And if maybe there's some genetic issues that are going to show up and you have like this weird window into your future through Ew. them. And maybe you feel this pressure to try to change as much as you can, but you can't. And some of it's bound by genetics and time. Whew. That's really creepy. Either way, it's stressful. I hadn't thought about that. Um, I mean, one thing, you know, would this like impact birth control? Like maybe it would be kind of on the other side of the coin of like encouraging people to multiple sexual partners, maybe it's like, well, birth control becomes a lot more mainstream and more accessible because again, like it's disadvantageous to have the same gene copies. And so like, yeah, you don't want to have the same exact Mm. baby. Or maybe we'd feel differently about gene therapy because right now people are pretty weird feeling about Mm. that. Like you shouldn't mess with what your child's going to look like. That's not okay. You shouldn't be able to select what your child's going to be. But maybe if you only have one option with one partner, then it would be all four influences. Designer babies, man. Mm -hmm. That would be... Yeah. Yeah. Tired of the way your kid looks? Don't want to see his face (laughs) five more times? (laughs) Try this. Just think of like all the family photos. Be so boring. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of things could be boring. Oh, think of all the sleazy like pickup line dudes in like creepy places be like, oh, is this your sister? When they were like trying to hit on someone's mom and be like, (laughs) obviously not, dumbass. We're not identical. (laughs) Thank God for that. (laughs) Oh, think of all the family photos where they wear jeans and white button-up shirts. In the 90s. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess kind of mostly where I land is like this would be super anti-patriarchy and pro-women and sexual liberation because like but then again, I guess that could be bad because, you know, 
like you said, maybe you only wanted to be with one person, but there'd be kind of this pressure to have multiple sexual partners and have like children with different people, even though yeah. you might not want to. Or maybe there'd be government takeover. That's right. Forcing <gasps> your kids to come out certain ways. Yeah, Which reminds me of that movie we watched with the horse people. Oh my god! Time. Don't say don't say the name because that's a I mega just, spoiler. <laughs> 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 we'll spoil that movie for so many people if we say the name of it. Uh, yeah. But you know what I mean. I know what you mean. That was horrific. Yeah, I wish you hadn't made me remember that yeah. horrible movie. And you know, twins, real twins, they wouldn't feel so damn special right? anymore. That's right. Suck it, Mary Get Kate off and your Ashley. You just be more of the same. Yeah, can't read each other's minds. Yeah. Mm. I guess would would siblings get along better? Would they like be predisposed to get along better because they have the same genetic makeup? I don't know. Do think? I or don't there know. could be a lot of fighting to try to stand out mm, and that's like right. make it to the top. Yeah, smother your siblings. Yeah, in their sleep. <laughs> Took a dark turn. Sorry. <laughs> Ugh. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's crazy. So I mean, I don't know. I don't really have much else that kind of really jumped out at me i mean oh actually um think about how easy it would be to wage like chemical warfare all you'd have to do is like introduce like you know with white settlers in the measles blankets to like indian populations native american populations like it'd be so much easier to wipe out like entire swaths of people because they'd be so genetically similar that Mm. it'd be so much easier to kill a ton of people weird Yeah. yeah like the black plague who knows if we would have survived that at all? Ooh. Yeah, maybe we wouldn't have because we would have had a lot more. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into how genes work. I feel like <laughs> you I'm might getting, be getting into territory that I'm not entirely sure of. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Yeah. We can wonder about it. We though. can wonder. Yeah. I also wonder if there would be uh like how people have gender preferences in their kids. Yeah. So if you find a partner who you end up only making girls yeah. then would you be like oh no we can't be together and then Ooh. that person's like shunned because everyone's afraid of partnering with them because they might have only girl children with him oh okay so could it be like what's the point at which it like settles because there's still obviously there's lots of different genetic combinations that kind of an egg and a sperm can have obviously because yeah. that's how it is now so at what point it'd be like some it could it be that you influence it somehow before before it like settles? Like could you like <laughs> before what settles? Before it settles into whatever well, it's gonna be for every single time. The, I'm mm. just really curious about what that would have to mean in terms of like the actual biology of our reproductive cycle for it to be like every single time it was the same thing. Yeah. Well I think some things it's a little bit random. Uh, the way chromosomes kind of recombine and switch it up. But there are some traits that are definitely always, they follow a dominant recessive Mm. pattern. So you could go ahead and know what those would probably be. Oh. Hang on. I had a list of these that I was going to pull up. (laughs) Birth control might actually be like controlling the birth. Like birth, like there might be a pill to like, decide whether or not you have boy babies or girl babies like there could be all sorts of treatments that you could take to influence your child Ooh, yeah it's weird. not about not having babies it's about what kind of baby you want to have 
Okay, do you know what some of the common dominant or recessive traits are? Blue eyes. No, brown eyes. I don't think blue are dominant ones. Yeah, I think blue eyes are recessive. Yeah, I So think one time so. I was dating somebody with brown eyes and I showed my mom a picture and the first thing she said, we were like a month into this relationship. She's like, well, we just have to make sure that those eyes don't outweigh those eyes. <laughs> I was like, mom, we're so far <laughs> from that. Calm down. Wow. Yeah, it was stressful. Hmm. Okay. Well, let me read you some other traits okay. like that that yeah. that go like that. And it's funny <laughs> how strongly know. people feel about that. Uh, so the widow's peak yeah. is a. I wonder why the. Sorry, I don't think this list is going to be very easy to read. <laughs> so the common dominant and recessive. Common trait. denominator. Common dominator. Ooh. <laughs> Common dominant denominator. Common dominant nominator. Common denominator. Common denominant mater. Common numerator. Uh, okay, let me read you some common dominant traits. Yeah. Remember in high school biology when you yes. do Punnett squares yeah. to figure out what would be dominant? So here are some of them. Dark hair is dominant over blonde or red hair. Wow. Curly hair, dominant over straight. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh. Baldness is a dominant trait. Oh, sorry. Uh, having a widow's peak is dominant over a straight hairline. Ironic. Given. I have a widow's peak. You? Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. Well, I'm bald, so. <laughs> uh, almond eyes are dominant over round eyes, which really, I don't know if I've ever seen a round eye. What does that even mean? <laughs> it's like a perfect circle. That's creepy. Thank God they're not dominant. <laughs> yeah. Those creepy round-eyed recluses. <laughs> Uh, detached earlobes are dominant. I have detached earlobes. You do? And I always felt really oh, you do. weird about that in school. You're I very dominant. Yeah. <laughs> I'm very recessive. Hmm. Yeah, my hair, my eyes, and my earlobes are all recessive. Oh, weird. Yeah. Wow. I'm a special Can you roll your tongue? Baby. Uh -huh. Let me see. Uh -huh. Oh, I can't do that. You can't? No. Which one's dominant? Rolling your tongue is dominant. Ooh, nice. Yeah, and I feel like all my friends could do that in school. There's some lame. people who can do that thing like the clover where oh, they like yeah. roll it and then like bleh. I try to do that still to this day when I'm yeah. alone. It doesn't work. Uh, astigmatism Ooh. is dominant. Really? Yeah. How interesting. I have that. Ooh, the presence of webbed fingers. What? <laughs> what does it even mean? Are sure. my fingers webbed? I don't think so. Uh, uh, what? But now all my fingers look webbed. I know. Are they dominant? <laughs> That's dominant? Know. The presence of webbed fingers? Yeah. How can that be? Well, I guess, I mean, the trait still has to... George Clooney, show us your fingers. <laughs> Are they webbed? No. no. Ooh. Ooh. Weirdy. Ooh. The development of six fingers instead of five is, is dominant? controlled by dominant alleles. What? Yeah. So all of us have mostly recessive genes? Because, like, most of us have five fingers? Yeah, I guess. Oh, I guess my that's what that God. means. That's and then, crazy. like you said, brown eyes are dominant over blue. But eye color is controlled by more than one gene. So it's a polygenetic trait. So you can't just do that simple dominant oh. recessive square oh, and I figure it out. That. Yep. Um, there's some things that are not physically visible, but are still controlled by dominant alleles. Like what? Uh, your immunity to poison ivy. 
That's dominant, which is weird because I feel like pretty much everybody's allergic to poison ivy. Sometimes I feel like I'm immune and then I realize I'm not. Hmm. Yeah. That happened to me a couple times this summer. That's weird. Wow. High high blood pressure is dominant. What? Good excuse, America. <laughs> it's just dominant trait, dog. I have no control. <laughs> Can't help it. Uh, the A and B blood types are dominant over O. Oh. Mm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, A, B. <laughs> Do you know nice. your blood types? I think I'm A, B. Oh. Or B. I don't know. If you're A, B, no. that means you are a... Dominant. Universal receiver. Oh, good for me. Yeah. Cool. Not very helpful as a donor. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm O. Yeah. Okay. Susceptibility to migraines. Dominant. Oh. It seems like wow. all my coworkers have that. Really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. I have a migraine. <laughs> uh, we'll be gone for the next two weeks. Uh, and tone deafness. I'm oh. definitely tone deaf. Is that a synonym for racism or... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, America's got a lot of these. It's crazy. It's crazy how America's because we're so dominant. Yeah, America. (laughs) Mm. Uh, Yep. So there's that. Would that? So I guess if you could only have one genetic baby, would it be easier for us to lose out on traits? Like, aren't people worried that red hair is disappearing in our population? I think that's a myth. Oh, yeah. Like I remember being a kid and people being like, "Did you know redheads are going to be dead by the time you're 50?" Well, you're not 50 yet, so they well, might yes, still be right. Be. But I've seen little kids who have red hair, so I feel like they'd have to stop being born. Well, I guess, I, yeah. I mean, but like as an entire population, would it be easier for us to lose traits faster? Yeah, maybe. Also, what traits have we lost as humans? Ooh. I mean, probably a lot, like tails. But, <laughs> but we're growing things like bones, bone, bone spikes, <laughs> bone spikes in the back of our neck. Yeah. Lose a tail, gain a bone spike. Whoa. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, Great. Yeah. So if you could only have one type of child ever, what would it be? Oh, Describe my God. Describe your perfect child. Oh, my God. I. What if I have a child and they listen to this and they're nowhere near my perfect child? Too bad. Okay, perfect child. Um, oh, my gosh. A dog. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. A smart dog who could talk. Uh, no, I don't want to know what dogs talk about. Probably butts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I talk about butts. So. Okay, cool. Yeah. Likely parents here. <laughs> Woohoo. <laughs> all right. Mm. Well, that's about all I have. Yeah. Does that wrap up our wonder? I think it does. Cool. Well done, Clone Ranger. Um, well done, Fertiliza Minnelli. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, no. That was Fertiliza Minnelli or not? Oh, that was good. Yeah. Uh, quick disclaimer mm. this is not actual science. <laughs> this Shocking. is our I know. <laughs> liberal interpretation of what things might be like based off a little bit of science that we know. Yeah. And it might offend you, but we don't care. We, we don't. just want you to wonder your little asses off. Wonder, wonder away. <laughs> Go on, get Wonder. <laughs> wonder off. <laughs> don't come back here. Just wonder. Yeah. And if you want to teach us something, then feel free to. Tweet at us. In a non-combative manner. That's right. Looking at you, Chad. Ugh. Fucking Chad. Chad. <laughs> Thank God Chad's not a clone. <laughs> I would not have more Chad babies. 
That's for sure. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll leave you with this final fun fact that very few people know. Uh, the scientific term for identical twins is fetus repetus. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a Harry sure Potter spell. <laughs> cool. Thanks to our producer, George Cloney, and Embryo-Yo Ma for providing this week's music to us. Classic. <laughs> and thank you for joining us today. That's all for now. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Clone. Clone Wars. Beat us, repeat Join us next time on The Wonder Women, where we'll explore wonders like what if toes could twinkle? What if there were strawberry fields forever? And what if God was one of us? Until next time, keep wondering.